the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Randy Draper. One of the most disturbing trends in the church today is the large number of divorces. One of the major contributors to this trend is the sin of adultery. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Thou Shalt Not Commit Adultery. You know, many Americans are obsessed by a destructive view of sex, which wicked people have created and nurtured throughout every generation. Some foster this life for power, other foster this life for profit, others to satisfy and justify their own immorality, and still others to express their hatred to God. They feed America's lust by saturating our societies with their fantasy sex in many forms. You have sex-based marketing of everything, pornographic adult entertainment in every medium, and accelerated attempts to make immoral, perverted sex seem moral and normal, especially to our youth through the promotion and sale of products on television using sensual commercials. You sell shoes, you make it sensual. You show the backside. You, you sell a watch, you make it sensual. You sell cologne, you make it sensual. The billboards are tempting and enticing. Accessible uh, pornographic internet sites, books, music, movies, and enticing telephone calls using the 1-900 numbers. I hope you haven't doubted it. In the name of freedom and tolerance, we are allowing adultery, promiscuity, and perversion to destroy our families, our youth, and our nation. May God forgive us for being so apathetic as Christians and so passive on this crucial, critical issue. And since the family is being overwhelmed with so much sexual immorality, this crucial issue must be addressed and dealt with in the church because secular and Christian marriages alike are being ripped apart at the seams because of sexual immorality. It is urgent that Christians rise up and protect the American family and the biblical values which sustain it. This is not a popular message, but it's a timely message in the times in which we live. Let's now look at some grim statistics on adultery. 100% of adulterers violate the trust they shared and enjoyed with their spouse. 10 to 20% of spouses cheating began as internet affairs in chat rooms or at game websites. 
75% of adulterers are middle-class wage earners. One to 5% of adulterers are pastors or clergymen. 60 to 70% of adultery victims are women. 30 to 40% of adultery victims are men. This number has increased dramatically over the past decade and a half due in part to increased presence of women in the workplace. One to 2% of female victims were married to the same spouse more than 25 years and end up in an adulterous relationship. 10 to 20% of adultery victims claim to be Christians. Claim. That's a key word. And the cheating spouse is usually, listen, and the cheating spouse is usually a regular attendee in the church. Okay. 15 to 20% are repeat offenders. 99.9% deny they are committing adultery and hide the truth. The exception is when they confess without being forced into it. 70 to 80% who willingly confess to infidelity recover and enjoy a stronger marriage in time. About the affair. Isn't that a cute word? 50 to 75% of extramarital affairs take place with someone from the workplace. 70 to 80% of the time, extramarital activity lasts six months to a year, but not longer. 20 to 25% of adulterers frequent motels or hotels. 75% of sexual activity occurs in a resident, apartment, or office location. 50% of extramarital affairs take place under cover of darkness in the shadow of the night. 50 to 65% of extramarital affairs occurs on weekends. 10 to 15% of marriages survive affairs after professional or clergy counseling where the act of forgiveness occurs. The poignant penetrating question we need to ask is what is adultery? What is adultery? Adultery is voluntary sex between a married man and someone other than his wife or between a married woman and someone other than her husband. It falls under the category of fornication, which comes from the Greek word pornea, which is used of illicit sexual sins, such as premarital sex. You say, well, I'm, I'm not married. Well, premarital sex is sin. Amen? Okay. Homosexuality is sin. Amen? Amen. Lesbianism is sin. Amen? Amen. Bestiality is sin. Amen? Amen. Incest is sin. Amen? Amen. Adultery is sin. Amen? Amen? God's divine provision was that the husband and wife should be one flesh, each being held sacred to the other. And when we think of adultery, we automatically think of a man being unfaithful to his wife or wife being unfaithful to her husband. Yet this commandment is far broader than this. I believe that it encompasses the entire realm of human sexual experiences. Any sexual expression outside the confines of marital relationship is sin against God, point blank. What are the signs of adultery? Oh, let's see uh, the signs. Number one, For the unfaithful spouse to engage in adultery without detection, without detection, say without detection. detection. Okay, thank you. Two separate lives must be created. 
One for the extramarital partner and one for your spouse. A certain amount of dishonesty is required in both of them, but the major deception is with the spouse. In other words, you got to live two separate lives. You got to live one to please the cuckabine. Then you got to act like you faithful and all right at home. You're living a double standard. You're living a lie. What are the signs of adultery? Number two, one of the most common signs of adultery is an unwillingness to let the spouse investigate all aspects of life. The most common sign is an unwillingness to let a spouse investigate what? All aspects of life. In other words, your spouse have the right to ask you whatever they want to ask you. Yeah. Your spouse have the right to ask you, are you being faithful to me? Your not, I dare you ask me. Are you being faithful to me after all these years? None of your business. Well, when you married her, it became her business. Amen. The two becomes what? One. 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 Uh, your wife ought to ask you anything. You ought, to, you ought not bristle up. What you asking me that for? Well, because I'm your, she said, because I'm your wife. I'm your husband. And you ought not have a problem with it. And if you got a problem with it, then you need to ask, we need to ask you why. Are you, let me, are you straight? It's dangerous. I don't have no reason to be lying to my wife. I've been married too long to be lying to her. She ought to worry about me lying. I'm going to tell the truth. Amen. Let me tell you something. Now, you might well go and tell the truth. A lie beat, lie take out the stall and run way ahead. But I tell you what, lie lies halfway around the world before truth put his boots on. <laughs> but oh, when truth put boots on, <laughs> it'll march right on and trounce that lie. Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Rander Draper. We are excited about you joining us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, Thou Shalt Not Commit Adultery. We'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. What are the signs of adultery? Thirdly, one of the most common smoke screens used by unfaithful spouses is to express shock, horror, that their spouse would be so distrusting as to ask questions about their secret second life. They try to make it seem as if such a question is an affront to their dignity and a sign of incredible disrespect that you would ask me such a question. Such a question. We are accountable to one another. Amen. We ought to be able to ask each other the, the tough question. We, we ought to be able to do that. We should. And, and then the signs of adultery is when you, when you see those little telephone records coming, going to the same address, same house, little detailed phone bills, answer machine with the same voice on it, midnight, little emails, little notes, in obscure places. Adultery depends on repeated contacts and, and evidence of those contacts can usually be found 
And usually you don't want to face up to it because you just can't believe it's happening to me. Another sign is when a married couple spends their leisure time away from each other. Oh, when you were dating, you couldn't wait to get together. Oh, you couldn't wait to drive over there and y'all talk on the phone and you're lovey-dovey and you're out all hours of the night and you're just loving and can't do without each other and you're turning a steel wheel and they're all under your arms. But all of a sudden, let a little time come and a few years get in between. All of a sudden, you enjoy hanging out with other folk. You lose interest in the wife of your youth, the husband of your youth, and uh, you do anything to get out of the house instead of enjoying your spouse in the house. And when a married couple spends their leisure time away from each other, it is a potential breeding ground for adultery. That's especially true when a spouse doesn't want the other to be present at their used-to-be favorite activity. See, we all have the same propensity. Ha, that will never happen to me. Oh, sure. To fall into a... We all have the same propensity to fall into an adulterous relationship. We can fall in love with someone of the opposite sex if that person meets one of our emotional needs. If you don't think it can happen to you, you become a potential victim. You say, well, my willpower can keep me. My spirituality can keep me. You are particularly vulnerable to succumb to adultery if you think you can't fall. As a matter of fact, Corinthians says, take heed lest ye fall. If you think your spouse would never commit adultery, you are also vulnerable. Next question, why is adultery so dangerous to the family? That's critical. Why is adultery so dangerous to the family? Number one, first, it defies God. It defies God. Say defies God. God says, you shall not commit adultery. Didn't you read that in Exodus 20, 14? You shall not commit adultery. Every time a person commits this sin, he or she openly rebels against what God says. God's word does not compromise or change. God means what he says and says what he means. We, we should not commit adultery because God tells us not to. That's sufficient enough. Secondly, adultery destroys families. It destroys families. God has a commitment to the family. God knew that in order for a healthy family to exist, he designed the reproductive of human life through the family. Say through the family. Reproduction is designed to be through the family. We bring multitudes of problems on ourselves when we blatantly go against God's ordained structure. Life is hard enough without having God mad at you. Amen. Don't you know life is not, it's not easy living. It's not easy living. It's tough. You're dealing with taxes and bills and insurance and jobs and people and attitudes and clothes and cleaning and washing and stores and yards and dogs. And then you got God mad at you on top. You know what adultery does? It's so dangerous because it defiles the marriage. Any sex outside of marriage perverts and destroys God's design. Any sex outside of marriage perverts and destroys God's design. From the beginning, God made it clear that when a man and woman comes together, he makes them one. 
If two people comes together publicly making a covenant and commitment to each other before God, then and only then do they have the freedom under God to consummate that marriage and sexual union. Everyone else is excluded. We must forsake all others. Every man should have his own wife. Amen. Amen. Every wife should have her what? Own. We don't go in threes and fours. Amen. We live in an age of orgies. No orgies. No swapping. Even in the church. You say I've never committed adultery. You can do it in your mind. Everything starts in the heart. You do know that. Why is it so dangerous? Adultery brings a home to financial ruins. Now listen, how in the world can you keep up your house and somebody else's house? You mean you got that much money? You got that much money? Oh, we. I mean, you trying to put bacon on the table here and you're trying to support something else over there. And once you started, you'd have messed up. Now you're trying to keep doing it because you don't want her to talk. <laughs> oh, y'all rich. Listen, when I get through meeting all my family obligations, it was supporting my family and putting grocery on the table and paying taxes and insurances and mortgages and, and everything else. I'm broke. <laughs> Where y'all get all that money from? And don't even tithe. Where's your pledge? Brings the homes to ruin. Lights go out. Kids go without. Adultery also takes its toll on innocent children. It really does. Uh, it makes children insecure. Number one, it makes them insecure. And, and our children need to be secure. They ought to know. We teach by precept and example. It will bring about depression on our children. Our children get depressed. We stress them out unduly. Our kids shouldn't be stressed out because of mama and daddy foolishness. Mama and daddy foolishness. That's what it is. It's foolishness. That's all it is. Bitterness, it makes the, it makes the children bitter. It makes the children angry. Angry. Anger keeps up. When a dad leave his, a dad leave his son or his daughter for, for another woman, don't you think that son would be mad at his daddy for leaving his mama? I would. I said, Daddy, what you doing? Wouldn't you be upset? My mama left my daddy of 40 years for another woman. I'm full grown and that still would bother me. Even now. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all looking at me. Y'all say, I ain't used to all this. Well, get used to it. Does sin bother you? You know, I, I'm really afraid we live in an age, even in the church, where sin don't even bother us. We can look cute in our sin. We can look holy in our sin. Where were you last night? 
what are the consequences for those who habitually live in the state of adultery? That was all review, by the way. <laughs> I was doing that for Bring a Friend's Day. So here's the, the new information. What are the consequences for those who habitually live in the state of adultery? What are the consequences? You know, there are consequences to sin. You do know that, don't you? What are the consequences? The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. Or other pastors say sexual immorality, homosexuality, bestiality, incest, all of it. You shall not what? Do it. So if you go head on with your hard-headed self, high-cocked, high-minded, prideful, puny self, and do it anyhow, what's going to happen to you? God's going to get you. Repeat after me. God is going to get me if I sin and delve into sexual immorality sooner than I think. Amen. What are the consequences for those who habitually live in the state of adultery? Number one, it damages our Christian testimony. For we must be blameless before God for the sake of our family. It damages our Christian testimony. That's what it does. For we must be blameless before whom? God for the sake of our family as well as our church. Sexual immorality causes you to lose your credibility. It causes you to lose your integrity. It causes you to lose your what? Integrity. You know what integrity is? Integrity is what you are when no one's looking. That's what integrity is. It's what you are when no one, anybody can look all holy and sanctified when folks looking at you. What happens when you're out of town? What, what happens when you're supposed to be somewhere else? When, when nobody else is around? What happens when you're in another state, uh, out of the country, on business, or supposed to be in the workplace? Integrity is what you are when no one's looking. Number two, it brings shame and embarrassment on our spouse and our children, not to mention their hurt. The shame and embarrassment on our spouse and our children is, is, is awful. It's awful. We don't, our spouses, men, our spouses don't deserve that kind of hurt. They don't deserve that. Wives, your husband don't deserve that kind of hurt. Your children don't deserve that. They're innocent. Why are you doing that to them? Radio and television, I'm talking to you too. In other words, it brings shame and embarrassment to our children, not to mention their hurt. Our wives and children do not deserve this kind of hurt. Also, respect is lost in adultery. It is lost in Sexual, sexual immorality. You know, it takes a long time to build a reputation. It takes a long time. But you can destroy that reputation in one act. And I, it doesn't matter how good you do afterwards. It takes a while to restore that trust. Restore that trust. Restore that trust. If I fall into such sins, you know what happened? You, you forget how many babies I blessed. I, you forget about I buried your mama. <laughs> Buried your daddy, uncle, you forget about the sermons, you forget about your home visitation, even my standing next to your hospital bed. You know, all you remember, you know 1992, such, such play, you know what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Folk will always remember the worst of you. 
Oh, they don't forget that. They didn't forget the best of you. But they remember quite well the worst of you. They know you. Ask them to give you a bad list on you. They can produce that. <laughs> Thirdly, another consequence of, of, for those who live in adultery or either sexual immorality, uh, it dishonors the marriage. It dishonors the marriage. Hebrews 13, 4a. It dishonors the marriage. Marriage is honorable among all, says the scripture in Hebrews 13, 4a. In other words, God instituted the marriage. You know, so God is sickened. He is sick to his, sick in his heart when we defile this special, sacred, God-ordained thing. Fourthly, what's another consequence? It defiles the sacred, holy, honorable marriage bed. It defiles the sacred, holy, honorable marriage bed. It defiles the marriage bed. Hebrews 13, 4 again says, Marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. It's right there. God will judge. Fornicators. Pornia. All sexual sins and sexual immorality. He will judge. In other words, your marriage bed must remain pure. Our marriage bed must remain what? And let me tell you, you say, well, I'm over here in the Holiday Inn in Alaska. That's your marriage bed. You married, that's your bed. Amen. Wherever you are. You say, I don't have no bed. Well, that cot is your bed. Wherever you are. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.